Wow. Welcome to the Unsettling Your Language podcast, the Cree language podcast that may or may not contain any actual Cree. Tansini to temptic? Chelsea Valnit Sigasanig women to Sakaganik Nitotsin, Margani Wigan Uta Mantral Lakanuts. Hello, everybody. My name is Chelsea Val from Lac St. Anne, Alberta, currently living in frigid Montreal. Uh, okay, so this is our second episode with hopefully a bit more Cree. I'm just going to increase it, increase your tolerance level until maybe at the very end, I don't speak any English. All right, that's that's probably doubtful. Maybe like a hundred episodes from now. But anyway, trying to trying to do more of the Cree. Uh, okay, so I'm I'm going to break it down into just a few different things today. Uh, first of all, I wanted to address just why is the podcast called Unsettling Your Language? Why isn't it decolonizing your language or indigenizing your language or revitalizing your language or any of those sort of catchphrases that we've been using lately, of which unsettling is one. Let's be honest, it's not it's not like, you know, special from the others. Um, but I deliberately chose that wording because I wanted to make it clear that there is discomfort inherent in learning an Indigenous language, learning any new language, really, but particularly in, in trying to learn your own Indigenous language. That discomfort, that unsettling, is not something that we can ignore. The process is not always going to be happy. The process is not always going to be positive. It's going to bring up a lot of bad feelings. Um, and this is something I talked about a little bit in the last uh, podcast. So it's not all negative, though. Um, unsettling can also mean, you know, reclaiming your language and your worldview, because you're going to find out that I, I really believe the two are absolutely linked, that you cannot learn the language without exposing yourself to the worldview. Um, and I mean, but we've also seen examples of people who become very fluent in our languages, and they are exposed to our world worldview, but they you can still reject it. You can still be a fantastic speaker of the language, uh, a linguist who has studied it forever, and still have like zero clue uh, about you know what our culture actually means and how our culture operates in the present day. So it's not something that just comes. It's it's the worldview is in the language, but you have to be open to it as well. And it's also, um, you know, in, in the language learning, it's also about your own empowerment. It's about o- overcoming a lot of the obstacles, um, a lot of the obstacles that that uh, that we have internalized, right, in order to become successful language learners. But always, 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 that discomfort, that unsettling is there, right? It's It never goes away. So let's just keep addressing it. All right. Speaking of addressing it, um, I wanted to talk about our reliance on writing. Okay. Like it or not, everybody listening to this podcast has been in the Canadian school system, or if not Canadian, some form of westernized school system, right? Where there's a teacher who knows everything and there's students who need to learn. So whether or not we originally came from oral cultures, we are living in a written culture and our comfort level tends to be with written culture. And you're going to hear a lot of people say to you, you can't learn an indigenous language in a classroom with reading and writing. And I want to say that that's probably true. 
I think when it comes to teaching, um, like making first language speakers, we can't do that. Um, if we want our kids to just grow up speaking our indigenous language, I mean, obviously they're not going to be in a, in a classroom at the age of one, right? Our, when we're children, we don't learn languages like that. But we're not children, you and I, right? We're, we're adults or we're, you know, we're past the first two years of our life. And we're comfortable with a certain thing. We're, we're comfortable with writing things down. And I'm not going to say to you, don't write things down because that's going to make you too uncomfortable. All right. I want to make you a little bit uncomfortable. I want you to recognize that learning this language is going to be a little bit uncomfortable, but you get too uncomfortable and you're going to give up. And that's what happens to a lot of us. So we, we get told these things, look, um, come to this, uh, this immersion setting where you're only going to hear it. You're only going to speak it. And you might come out of there remembering a few things, but I bet you you're going to forget most of it because you're used to storing your knowledge in writing. And you might be sitting there, you know, surreptitiously taping it on your iPhone or like scribbling down little notes, right? And feeling guilty the whole time. I should just be able to remember it. But we're not to the point where we can say that we're an oral culture again. We haven't been conditioned to remember things through the oral culture. That's something that's going to have to be reclaimed slowly. We can't just do it by sheer, you know, willpower, all right? So understanding that our reliance on, on writing, our comfort in the classroom is not necessarily um, something bad. It's something we have to overcome, but it's, it's not, it's not a bad thing that we have to just reject if we want to be more decolonial than everyone else. Okay. This is about success. We really want success in language learning at whatever level that you, you manage to attain. Right. And if we're turning people off by, by, by shaming them because they're not oral culture enough, that's, that's uh, self-defeating. So I like to think of this as existing once again on a spectrum. When it comes to language learning, if you're if you're really comfortable with where you're at, you know, uh, you've learned a few phrases or whatever, you're like, that's cool, I'm good with that, then you're probably not going to progress. You're not going to push yourself, right? If all you really, really want to learn is, you know, Tarzan phrases, that's okay. Um, that's a realistic goal. So, so stick with it. But if you, you know, if you go into it thinking, I- I'm going to be super fluent, but I'm going to settle for Tarzan phrases, you know, you enter that comfort zone, then that's it. That's all you're going to learn because you're not going to push yourself. On the other side of that, if you make yourself too uncomfortable, if you push yourself too far, if you never um, celebrate your accomplishments, if you never feel adequate, then that discomfort level is going to cause you to completely give up. So take that spectrum and just sort of bend it into a hoop, right? And comfort and discomfort meet right there on one part of the hoop. And the outcome of that is no progress in language learning, whether you're too comfortable or you're too uncomfortable, it doesn't matter. You're not going to progress. And we want to stay away from that. We want to be situating ourselves somewhere else. Okay. So you have to find the balance for yourself because my level of what I'm comfortable with is not going to be your level of what you're comfortable with. And you don't even know what your level of comfort is yet. I, and, and I don't expect you to, and that's fine. You just got to pay attention. It'd be like, oh, I'm really trying to just memorize this stuff. And, and I'll, you know, I'll listen to her podcast over and over again. as she tells me these Cree words, uh, I'm not going to write it down because that's the way I'm supposed to do it. I'm supposed to just, you know, just memorize it in my head. Um, and if you start just like shaking and your hand is forming a little pen and you're like, but I really want to write it down, just just write it down. It's okay. Okay. We can, uh, we can do all the things eventually. All right. Okay. So let's just go ahead and start with some Cree. 
Um, I, I always like to start with uh, simple requests, okay? Quest form. You're, you're asking somebody to do something knowing that they have autonomy and they don't have to do it, whether it's children, adults, or animals, right? So, but before we do that, um, I need you to make a plan about how you're going to use it. So my plan for the past couple of years, which has worked really, really well, and I referred to it in the last podcast, is that every, every time I step outside into public with somebody, um, there's certain things I only say in Cree. I've gotten completely used to it, and so have the people around me. So this is how you start using the language right away. And you kind of do need a collaborator. You need to have someone, you know, if it's a friend, um, a family member, or a pet that you're taking outside, you need to say these things to them, right? Um, I started off using the Cree requests and then also saying it in English um, so that they actually knew what I was saying. And then once they became very familiar with the uh, the requests, and so did I, I stopped translating, right? So now I only say it in Cree. So this is something you can start to do right away, okay? Again, whether you're taking a human or an animal outside. The rest of the time you're speaking English, right? But you're just throwing in a few verbal phrases. And that's the nice thing about these requests is they are complete phrases, right? Um, in English, we say things like, uh, you know, come here or don't do that. Well, that's, that's what this is in Cree. So we're just going to go through a few of them. I'm going to start with two outliers, two words that we use all the time that don't fit the pattern of the rest of them. Okay. Uh, let's just go with that. So some of the first things that we hear, if we have any Cree speakers in our family is astam, right? Astam means come here. Astam, simak, <laughs> you know, and, and there's a, sometimes a sense of urgency, right? Come here. So there's, there's two verbal forms here. You've got uh, the singular where you're speaking just to one person. And then you have the plural where it doesn't matter how many people you're speaking to, but it's more than one person. So astam is for one person, astam. If you want to say it to more than one person, you're going to say astamtik, astamtik, like that. Okay. It's got this itik on the end, but you're just, you, you uh, say it really quickly. So it's astamtik. Okay. So all of you come here. All right. Uh, another one that you have probably heard if you have any Cree speakers in your family is awas, awas, go away, right? To one person, one annoying little kid, just go away, awas. And if it's to more than one annoying little kid or annoying person or annoying set of dogs, awastik, awastik, like that, okay? So these are two words that are very, very useful. Astam, astamtik, awas, awastik. Okay, come here, go away, all right? And you can hear that you've got that k sound on the end of them when you're talking to more than one person. All right, so those are the two outliers. Those are, those are kind of the weird ones. The rest of these are much more simple. You have one verbal form, like for the word minigwe. Minigwe means to drink, and it's a, it's a, it's a request. Drink, drink, <laughs> whatever it is. If it's your dog outside and, you know, it's a hot day and you just want him to drink so you can move on. Drink, minigwe. That's to one, right? If you if you're talking to more than than one being, minikwek, minikwek, so it's got that k on the sound on, on on the end of the sound again, which is the pluralizer, okay? Minikwe, minikwek, very similar, okay? The emphasis is still in the same place for this, right? Uh, what else would you want to say, okay? Mitsu, eat, mitsu, mitsuk. Okay. And you're, especially if you have young children and you're sitting at the table and you're like, oh my God, this is taking forever. Stop playing. Mitsu, eat, mitsuk. Okay. Eat, you guys. 
Um, another one we often use when we're outside. I, I, I use this all the time. Awahe. Be careful. Awahe. Awahek. So whoever you're talking to, awahe, one person. Awahek. Many people. Right? Be careful, please. And it's nice to be able to say it in Cree so you don't sound like this neurotic mother <laughs> or, or partner. Awahek. <laughs> you know, you can just say it and nobody knows what you're saying. Um... If you want, if you want, uh, you know, you want some time alone, you're sitting on a park bench and your kids are coming over and harassing you and there's a great park right there, you know, go t- say to them, metawe, play, metawek, all of you go play, you know, awas, awastik, go away, metawe, metawek, play, do something other than talk to me right now. <laughs> I've been in the house with you all day. Meta way. Okay. Um, some other ones here for uh, this is great for for humans or animals. I think this you know uh, you can you know you can say pasiko uh, get up pasiko pasigok. Okay, so there's that singular pasigo pasigok get up uh, or you know. F- that works. I, I find that works really well with, uh, with animals. Kind of your kid would have to be like sort of lying on the floor <laughs> for you to say that. But if they're sitting, if somebody is sitting and you're like, come on, get up. Nipawe. Nipawe. Nipawik. Come on, get up. This is our stop. Nipawik. Nipawe. Or, you know, you get onto the bus or the metro and the kid wants to stand because they're sort of trying to exercise their independence. Ape. Sit. You, one person, sit, ape. All of you sit, apik. Sit down, apik. All right. Um, let's see, what else? Okay, uh, this one, uh, hopefully you're never going to say it to a human because it's kind of weird, but I wanted to throw it in there for you dog owners. I'm not a dog owner. I'm totally a cat person, but I'm, I'm looking out the window. There's a whole bunch of dog owners in the park across from me. So here's a command you might want to use with your dog. Misi. Take a poop. <laughs> All of you poop, right? You're freezing out there. You just want to get back into the house. Come on. Just poop. (laughs) And I don't know, maybe you are going to want to say that to people. Maybe that's going to be the way that you express your annoyance with people who are rude. Like, hey, buddy, thanks for not getting up for somebody who has mobility issues and offering them your seat. Why don't you just me see, you know, just mutter it under your breath, me see, you know, like grab yourself or whatever. All right. So I'm just going to review some of the words. All right. So we have our, our favorites. Astam. Come here. Astamtik. All of you come here. And if you want to add some emphasis to it, you say Samak right now. Astam Samak. Right. Get over here. Astamtik Samak. Okay. Awas. Go away. And it's always got that like, oh, exhausted sound. Awas. Awastik. Just go away. Right? Um, you, can, you can add what are called uh, preverbs to these, these requests. Just short little things that you say at the beginning to, uh, to make the action come towards you or go away from you. So, for example, if you want someone to, um, to come, come have a drink of something. Okay? So, the word for drink is minikwe. Okay? You want them to come drink. Pe minikwe. Pe minikwek. Okay, that, that pe sound at the beginning is like come here and do it. Okay, or you're pointing at something. Pe minikwe. Come, come drink what I'm offering you. Maybe I bought you some tea. Come on, you don't want my tea? What's wrong with you? Pe minikwe. Pe minikwek. Come here. 
uh, or, you know, go eat. Maybe it's lunchtime. Go, go, go somewhere. Go over there and eat. Okay. You can add nitawe. Nitawe is taking the action away from you. Go do that thing over there. Nitawe mitsu. Mitsu is to eat. Mitsu. Nitawe mitsu. Nitawe mitsuk. Okay. Go eat. Go over there. Not right here. I, I got clean clothes on. Get your peanut butter and jelly sandwich away from me, you horrible person. Okay. Um, I like that with the word for to play as well. Metawe. Okay. Go play. Nitawe metawe. Nitawe metawe. Go play over there. Right where I'm pointing. Okay. Nitawe metawek. All of you go play far away from here. Mom's going to read a book. Right. Awahe. Awahek. Be careful. Awahe. Awahek. You don't have to say come be careful or go be careful. That one's probably not, you're not going to use those. Okay. Same with basigo. Get up. Like, what are you doing rolling around on the floor? Get up. Basigo. Basigok. Come on. Off the floor. Or if you want somebody to come sit with you, beape. You know, you add that pe. Beape. Beapek. Come and sit. You know, stand up. Nipawe. Nipawe. Nipawik. Okay. Stand up. All of you. Nipawik. Come on. Somebody's going to give a prayer. Nipawik. Get up. Jeez. Hey, you muniao at the, at, the, at the grand entry. Nipawik, get up. Right? Um, then you have, ah, this one I didn't do. Uh, wanska. Wanska is get up. You know, you go into your teenage daughter's room that's black as night. She's got curtains that are so thick and heavy that, that no sunlight can ever come in. It smells in there because she never opens the, the window. You have to air it out when she's at school. And she's just like a vampire. She doesn't like to be woken up. It takes 10 minutes to wake her up. You go in there, you rip open the curtains, you let the light in. She's like hissing and, and her skin's like boiling in the sunlight. And you say to her, Wanska, get up, right? And maybe you have a bunch of teens. Wanska, all of you, get up, wake up. Okay, Wanska, Wanska. Or maybe you got a kid who just won't go to sleep. They're running around and they just want you to get them another glass of water and you, you're reading that, 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 that book, Go the Fuck to Sleep to them because that's your life. Nipa, go to sleep. Nipa, Nipak, please. Nipa, Nipak, go to sleep. Just sleep, please. All right. Another word that you might want to use is when you're inviting somebody into your house. All right. Um, you can say ayape. Ayape. Ayape actually means to sit too, but we already have a word for that. Ape. Ape, sit. Ayape is like, come sit, there's room. Okay. It's, it's also a welcoming thing. Come in and come sit, right? Come into my house. Even if they don't sit, you know, it's you're not, you're not saying they have to sit, but come in, there's room for you to sit. Ayape to one person. Ayape to many people. Come on in. There's room for you. I like that word. All right. So if you want to go back, write those down. I'll just, I'm going to repeat them again right now. These are just words that you have to practice. Okay. So a stump, a stump thick. Come here. A was, a was thick. Go away. A pe, sit. A pek. Wanska, wake up. Wanskak. Nipa, sleep. Nipak. Ayape, come in, there's room. Ayapik. And the one for your dog owners, misi. Poop. Misik. 
scoop, all of you. <laughs> you can also add Simak to any of these requests right now if you really want to be like that. Simak, Astam Simak. Uh, you can add Pe to the beginning to say, come here and do that thing. You know, Pe Minikwe, come here, drink. Um, you can add Nitawe to make them go away, do the action somewhere else. Nitawe Metawe, go over there and play. Okay? So all of those are positive commands. Those are telling people what to do, all right? And I don't want to make this podcast too long, so we'll go into negatives later, all right? But basically, try those out. Go out there and just tell people to do things like play or sit down or stand up or be careful, okay? Just practice that over and over again. Just get comfortable saying those things, all right? So that's our Cree for today. I'm going to stop it here. for listening to the Unsettling Your Language podcast. And remember, Nikitendik, Nihiyawek. <laughs>